Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. To the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the one which made heaven and earth. For he said, He will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee. He will not slumber nor sleep, for the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand, upon thy right hand. Oh, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve thy soul, even forevermore. Oh, my help. Oh, 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 oh. 
better unto the most high God. Hallelujah. Now our help cometh from no man but unto him. Our help comes from him. He who made heaven and earth. Bible said that he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Hallelujah. Please come, let's pray over the offering. Thank you, Jesus. All of our help cometh from the Lord. Father, bless these offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We have a testimony in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We have a testimony. Let's put our hands together and welcome Mommy Mepho to come give us her testimony. Encourage her as she comes. Come on. Do it better unto the Lord and encourage her. Hallelujah. Happy Sunday. Okay, so I'm excited to give this testimony. I thought I'd never give it, but I've just been blessed by all the testimonies I've been hearing every week, and I decided to share my own because the Bible says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. So I want to be part of the people that overcame. Amen. Um, so, sorry. Hello? Okay, um, I just wanted to share a verse with you, Second um, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. The verse says, <laughs> For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the, the, the spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Um, recently, I went away, and God showed me that even though um, fear is such a big thing, fear is such a big, big thing. When God takes away our fear, he gives us three things. He takes away one thing and he gives us three things in return. He gives us power, he gives us love, and he gives us a sound mind. Amen. And I think it's a wonderful thing to take for God to take something bad away from us, just one thing bad away from us, even though we've been holding on to the fear and we feel like we'll never get past it, God takes it away from us and he gives us three gifts instead, which is power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. Um, normally, when people talk about this verse, they focus more on the power and the love because, you know, God gives us the power to overcome our fear, which is what the verse is about, that God didn't give us the spirit of fear. But recently, God has been talking to me about a sound mind. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you've never had a sound mind, but it's, it's, it's a blessing to have a sound mind. Amen. Um, I've been, um, for the past couple of years, in and out, I've been... Um, battling with um, just extreme sadness and depression and um, God used this verse actually to help me so much and also um, a couple of months ago um, <laughs> a couple of months ago Reverend called me and started talking to me and he said that I realized that you're very like you're very quiet you're very not really with what is going on in church. I mean, you come every Sunday and everything like that, but you're just very detached. And and to be truthful, after the grace, like I, no matter where I've parked, by the time we say amen, I'm on the highway back home. Like you will never see me after the grace. And it, 
I didn't know that people were noticing that I wasn't here, but it was something that people were noticing. They were always asking me, are you okay, are you okay? And that was also very annoying to me, honestly, because I'm here, I'm smiling. If you ask me, I'm okay, I'm okay. We're all here. When praise and worship comes, I, I get up, I, I praise and worship with you. So why are you asking me if I'm okay? But the truth was that I was not okay. I was not okay at all. And... Um, after we had that talk, Reverend prayed for me, and I believe that he had been praying for me because I'm his daughter. And um, we went to, um, it was actually my first time the entire year of 2017 going to a, a, um, the Friday meetings, the, the, yes, the all night meetings. It was my very, very first time. And Lady Pastor Anita was saying, just go once, just go once. It's not like you do anything on your Friday night because most of the time when I'm home, I'm sleeping. Like, I'm either sleeping or reading, and I don't like to leave my house at all. So I was just like, okay, if one night I just, like, move my car and go, like, nothing will happen to me. So I went, and Reverend was praying for people, and he was, that particular Friday, I think that the Lord was really, really using him to speak to me because he was praying specifically for people who had depression and people who were down and people who were out and people who felt like they didn't have anywhere to go and people who felt like the last resort, like like the last resort was to take your own life and things like that. And Reverend really, really prayed for me that day. And then every Sunday subsequently after that, I don't know if you realized, but when he would, when we would do the, um, when we would do communion, Reverend would say, you will not die, but you will live. You will not die, but you will live. And you would declare the word of the Lord. And then he would also say, um, I, I come against depression. I come against everything that makes you feel down and out. You will live and you will declare the works of the Lord. And by the grace of God, I feel like through the prayers and through the prophecies and through um, through everything that has to do with our reverend. I really believe that he's praying for me and I really believe that he's loving me even from afar. And I really bless the Lord for the opportunity to be the daughter of Reverend Osei. And I, I bless the Lord that he loves me enough to pray for me to cast out the spirit of depression. Because as much as we want to say that depression is a disease, it's a mental imbalance and everything like that, it is bread of demons. And I believe that I have been delivered from the very expressive demon of depression. Thank you very much. Uh, Put your hands together one more time for her. Hallelujah. This is a great testimony. Hallelujah. A major miracle has taken place. Hallelujah. And yours is coming soon. Amen. Hallelujah. It's very important to give testimonies. Hallelujah. It's a sign that the word of God is being preached effectively. Hallelujah. And not only is being preached, and it's also that we are practicing the word of God, and the result is the testimonies that we are giving. Hallelujah. We have another testimony. Hallelujah. Which is coming to us live from Accra. Yes, Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. I cannot come to this service and leave the same. I want us to receive our final testimony. Put your hands together. Let's receive our sister Noella as she testifies of the miracle God did for her. Hallelujah. I want to testify of how God healed my mom of end stage renal disease. Also, you know your mom of what? End stage renal disease. End stage. stage. 
renal, renal disease, disease, also known as kidney failure. Kidney failure. Yeah. Wow. Tell us, how did it happen? So last year, in May 26th, my mom fell very, very ill. And to, at a point, the doctor said she wouldn't survive because she went yes. into coma and all that. And so we had to transfer her to Kolibu upon several investigations. They said she had to start, um, she had to be put on dialysis as dialysis. soon as possible. And we, we had to sign a contract to actually start the dialysis and it cost 260 Ghana CD per session. Per, per, per one session of the dialysis. dialysis, yes. And she had see, to do this three see, when times. When somebody is giving their testimony, you will not understand. Sickness puts a strain on the whole family. They have to pay 260 CDs thrice a week because the mother is sick. Renal, renal what? Uh, End stage renal failure. End stage renal failure. <laughs> it's wild. And, and tell the, us what happened when it came to and church. It was so complicated, but then I decided to believe God. And then despite everything, I kept coming to church every Sunday. And I believed that God would heal my mom because I heard of several testimonies people had given. And then every Sunday, I took the communion to my mom, both at the hospital, even you when she was discharged. took the communion to your mom? At the hospital. At the hospital? Yes, medical ward, Kolebu. And every time before her drugs, after eating, I'll give her the communion. I'll tell her that my pastor is very powerful, so she should believe it. Hey. And she should take the communion. Hey. And she also believed it, and she took the communion. We went home. She kept taking the communion. I kept taking it every Sunday. And I even stocked our fridge with the communion. So every time after meals, I'll give her the communion. She believed in it. And what happened to your mom? Last month, we went for dialysis as usual, and it was also time for her monthly checkup. So they asked us to um, do a lab test on her kidneys, which is a bioreactinine test. And when we did the test, I mean, and we took the result to the doctor, the doctor was like, ah, is this actually her result? And I said, yes. That is her result? That's her result. What was on the result? The result showed that her, um, her kidneys were okay, her creatinine went low. Her, her kidneys were, were low. okay! Couldn't believe it. Her kidneys were okay! You didn't get me! Whatever cannot be found in the body of Jesus Amen. cannot be found in you. Amen. You have to believe it. Amen. Jesus cannot be admitted in the hospital for end stage. End stage right now. No, 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 no. I see you receiving your miracle in Jesus' name. Wow. And the doctor was like, if it's, this is actually her lab result, then there's no need to dialyze any longer. Yes. Did they do any further tests? Yes, they, I actually did the test. I worked in the lab, so I actually did the test in the hospital I worked in. The doctor was like, no, let's repeat it somewhere else. So he took the blood, he took, he drew her blood, and we took it to another laboratory. Another laboratory. Lancet. It's and a very popular lab. And he said that the results are this. The result was the same, but there was no difference. Put your hands together Three for times. Jesus. My mom, my mom has been off dialysis for four weeks now and she's stable, she's fine, there is happiness, there is joy in the house and we are oh, so excited. Why don't you put your hands together for such a powerful testimony? Today you are receiving your own testimony in Jesus' name. Today you are receiving your own breakthrough in Amen. Jesus' name. No matter what you have to tell somebody who is in this service for the first time. If sleeping in her room, her time. friend invited her to come for the prophetic encounter service. What do you have to tell such a person? If today is your first time in the first love church, I want to tell you that there is a powerful thing in this house. Believe in the communion. Believe in the prayers. Miracles happen. I have experienced it. My family has experienced it and you will experience it Oh, too. put your hands Amen. together for a powerful testimony. I see you receiving your miracle in Jesus' name. I see you receiving your breakthrough in Jesus' name. 
believe in the Lord and you will, you, you will be preserved. But believe in his prophets and so shall you prosper. I see you receiving your prosperity in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. I tell you, miracles are real. Yeah. Some of you don't know what it means to pay 260 there. <laughs> Three times a week. That's the whole family's income. Yeah. That, 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 that's your family money gone. Yeah. But thank God he's a healing Jesus. I said he's a healing Jesus. Thank God for the healing of mental illness and depression. Oh yeah. You don't know what it means for your mind to be bucked. Your mind. But I tell you. You will live and declare the goodness of the Lord. Listen to me. There's a prophecy that is it? This prophecy that I keep on repeating to you. Bishop gave me that prophecy at the beginning of the year. That's what I keep on saying. He said, You will not spend your money on doctors. That's what I keep on telling you. You will not spend your money on doctors. Doctors will not chop your money. Whether co-pay or no co-pay, you will not spend your money on doctors. Yeah. You will be healthy. I say you will be healthy. And you will be wealthy. I believe that prophecy so much and I keep on speaking to you. You will not. I say you will not. I say you will not spend your money on doctors. Whether it's Obamacare, Trump care, whatever care, you don't care. <laughs> Can you hear me? Somebody shout, I don't care. Whether it's Obamacare, Trump care, uh, whoever care, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I love it. I don't care. Whoever cares, whoever cares, this. I don't care. I have Jesus care. Thank you. I have Jesus care. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. The miracles are real. The gospel is being preached. And you shall experience miracle in our midst every week. Hallelujah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I tell you. Yeah. That's why it must come for open heavens. Don't miss open heavens at all. There's no meeting worth open heavens. We hear open heavens, rush there. I'm telling you, because the testimonies are fantastic. That's where the brother what thyroid, confirmed thyroid. Good. No, don't joke with open heavens. Hallelujah. Me, myself, I get amazed at the testimonies. So it's every Friday, every first Friday. And don't come alone. Invite people. People, people need healing. Hallelujah. The power of God will heal. Amen. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. I tell you. All right. Let's go through our scriptures for the week and start preaching. Colossians 3.17. I remember my brother explained this scripture to me many, many years ago. He said that, and whatsoever you do, in word or in deed, okay, whatever you are going to do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus. So explain to me that if anything you are going to do, just pass it through the name of Jesus. And if it cannot pass through the name of Jesus, then don't do it. Do you understand? That's what he explained to me. So let's say you're about to slap somebody. Say, in the name of Jesus, I'm about to slap you. If you can say, 
I will slap you in the name of Jesus. Then go ahead. But if you cannot say that, then don't slap the person. I squeeze your breast in the name of Jesus. If you can't. <laughs> if you can pass through the name of Jesus, then go ahead and squeeze. That's all. So you see that? Yeah. You see that the name of Jesus is the filter as a Christian. Say so whatever you do. In the name of Jesus, I quarrel with you. You pass it through. Hallelujah. I should stay there. Pass, pass it through the name of Jesus. Pass the quarrel. Through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's a very Christian verse. Whatever you do. In word or in deed. Pass it through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What, I love it. I love it too. Amen. Wonderful. September. Oh, wait. Where are we? November. November is the month of prosperity. I said November is the month of prosperity. And I want you to be rich. I said, I want you to be rich. Ah, you are not happy about it. I want you to be rich. I said, I want you to prosper. I want you to be rich. You see, the thing about prosperity is that because some people have taken it to another level, we are all nervous when we hear about it. Yes, because it has literally been abused. Yes, it has been abused. So churches are very worried when they hear about it. But let me tell you something. The main gospel, prosperity has never been the main gospel. The gospel is Christ and him crucified. The gospel is salvation. Hallelujah. And nothing should replace that preaching. Are you hearing me, church? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing should replace that preaching. Salvation, salvation, salvation. God sent his son into the world to die so that you and us will be saved. That is the principal thing. And nothing should replace it. And nobody should make any teaching higher than that. Hallelujah. But that does not mean that God does not talk about prosperity. In fact, the thing about prosperity is that first of all, it helps the gospel. If you get the, if you, if you get the right picture of it. Amen. A lot of the things that you do with that money, you struggle. Am I preaching to you? Like I was talking to the choir. Even to serve, if, I mean, for example, I mean, even to be a good choirster, you need money. Because you have to pay toll to come for rehearsal. And you have to buy a yellow suit. This, and this uniform, this uniform was not bought by, was not paid by the church. They used their own money. To pay for this uniform, this crime mistress is not easy at all. She insisted that everybody she supplied it to you free. Not the tie. I beg us to buy the tie. So, so you know that. So, so even to to obey and to do the work of God, money is needed. Money is needed. Hallelujah. So even though money is not the main thing, it augments the main thing. Uh, thank you. Even though money is not the main thing, it augments the main thing. Prosperity. Yes. 
Like, like, like the guy said, yes, anointing without prosperity leads to annoyance. Yeah. You see, a lot of things concerning the gospel, even to obey, like I was sharing this morning, a lot of things that you cannot, not that you don't love God. Yes, by the way it is. It's making things difficult. Yeah. So you need money. But you must look at it. In, you see, money is like a gun. Uh-huh, that's a good example. Money is like a gun. Money is like a gun. In the hands of the wrong person, it's dangerous. Amen. Hallelujah. But in the hand of the right person, it's a, it's a useful tool. Hallelujah. So if you don't know how to handle a gun, don't own a gun. Hallelujah. Because money in the hands of some people had led to their destruction. But that does not mean that money is a bad thing. No, 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 no. Money can help you to serve God well. Oh, don't, don't joke. I mean, a simple, look, a simple commandment. Husbands, love your wives. I think, I think most husbands will not have, most husbands by needy for will like to love their husbands. But when there's no money in the house, <laughs> the reason why he's screaming at your hair not because he doesn't like the hair but there's no money if there was money in the house you will not complain about your hair you will not complain about your, the, the, the clothing because there's money so if that uh, uh, commandment husband love your wives then we say love gives love gives it's not that he doesn't know what to give to you uh huh I hear me. You are looking at me like I'm saying something strange. The reason why you deliberately forgot her birthday is not because you are not romantic. <laughs> I'm preaching. It's not that you are not romantic at all. But the way it is, you have to, you have to induce selective amnesia. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, it, 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 you have to understand it well. Wives, submit unto your own husband. Submit unto your own husband. Because the husband is the head. See, a lot of wives will not have a problem. So long as they are not the one maintaining the head. It's difficult to submit to something that you are maintaining. You are looking at me. If you have to pay the bills, do everything. For, and, and you are the wife, or you are paying the bills, you are going and coming. It is difficult to submit to that because you, you cannot submit to something that you are maintaining. It is quiet. It's not that you are not submissive. It's, it's not that you are not submissive, but it takes a lot of spirituality to submit to something you are maintaining. About tie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you, the, I mean, the, this is the head, though. But you pay the bills. You, uh, you, you, you pay the school fees. You are paying the uh, you build the house. I am using it. And this head is just lying down. I'm the head. It's difficult to submit. All that is head here. Well, I'm the head. You have come. You must uh, satisfy your own. Sometimes you must submit to me. Submit. It's difficult. 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody say that. If you don't tell you, tell the head. Receive the slap in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But, but a lot of wives will not have a problem. If the head is really the head. Things are taken care of. I mean, the, the bills are paid. The bills are paid. The, everything is paid for. The house is clean. The car is provided. Listen to me. If you want to have sex six times a day, no problem. <laughs> but you, look, I know one sister. I mean, I hope you're all mature. One Christian lady, a husband came to complain to me. Reverend, you know, You've been preaching in the church about submission. I'm there, I mean, you should, um, wives should satisfy, let your, let, let your breast satisfy. Wives should satisfy the husband with sex. Reverend, my wife, which is so difficult. Every time I want to have sex with her, it's like a fight. It's like a fight. I'm tired. She's not submitting. Every time he comes, it's like, I have to negotiate before I can sleep with my own wife. You know, I don't know, why, I don't know whether he's not hearing the preaching in the church. Ready to face her because when you bring such a topic to me, then myself come. <laughs> Brother, yo, you are this, you are defrauding one another. You are something, you are in the church. He said, Reverend, please <laughs> just take your time. I beg you, before you crucify me, at least hear my side of the story. I said, What's your side of the story? He said, Look, I go to work. Wake up early in the morning. And then I come. When I come, I'm so tired. I have to come and clean the dishes in the house. Sometimes I have to come and clean the house. This guy is home. All day. Playing computer games. It's true story I'm telling you. My wife knows about it. Playing computer games. And then when I, and, and by the time I, and, and I, at the same time she was also going to school. By the time I finish my chores, and do my homework for school. What, and what more energy does one human being have? That he, when he comes, he doesn't like missionary. He wants other positions. <laughs> he asked me, Reverend, what much more energy does one human being have? So it's not that I don't want to. But I'm exhausted. I'm preaching. He said, not, not that I don't want to. But I am simply exhausted. So, 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 what I'm trying to share with you is, is that money has never been the main thing. But its availability helps you to do the main thing. Hallelujah. Yep. And I'll tell you something. Prosperity is a spiritual thing. Okay? That's what I'm going to share with you. Prosperity. Wealth is spiritual. Don't take it. See, yeah, we all know that. Oh, we, see, we used to say, oh, hard work. Yeah, it's true. But I'm telling you that, look, don't be deceived by hard work. There's some people who work very hard. If, if prosperity is only by hard work, I know some people who wake up in the morning, 7 o'clock, 
They are standing in the sun. Dig trenches. They dig trenches. Carry load on their head all day. And at the end of the day, they have not made more than two dollars. Don't tell me they are not hardworking. And there are some people who are playing golf. They play the first nine holes because it's 80 holes. First nine holes on the way back to the clubhouse, they turn on their phone. They, are, they just check the market. And between the first nine, the first nine and the back nine, they've made two million dollars. So, so the, don't, don't, don't underestimate the spiritual aspect of money. Hallelujah. Once again, it was Bishop. I called Bishop because I, tra- I used to travel with him a lot. When Malawi, he said, look, we're passing by a river. He said, this is how money is. He said, money, is like, money and anointing, they are like a river. They flow. Either you are in the flow or you are not in the flow. That's what he showed me. I don't know if you that revelation. He said, it's like a river. So either you are in the path of it or you are not. So don't un- underestimate the spirituality of wealth. Hallelujah. May you prosper. May you be rich. Amen. So I'm going to give you a prayer. I give the prayer the first of it. One of the, don't forget this prayer. Psalm, one, 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 Psalm 118 verse 20. Before I preach. Give you. Psalm 118. Quickly. Verse 20. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Please, brother. You're too slow. This is a prayer, but start from 20. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. May you enter that gate. You better say amen. I say, may you enter that gate. For how long can you stand outside the gate? May you enter the gate. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. 21. Is this something slow with your... Okay, then let me read my thing. I will praise thee for thou hast helped me and I become my salvation. 22. The stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. The stone. May this be your testimony. I said, may it be your testimony. You see, the stone which the builders refuse is like, nobody regards you. But one day they will see that without you they will not have the meeting. I said, one day, they said that without you, they cannot have the meeting. I said, now when they have the meeting, nobody regards you. The stone that the builders rejected, one day it becomes the cornerstone. When you are the one that who doesn't count, now they are waiting for you. Things have changed. I, I prophesied to you. May the stone, may, may things change. May the people you salute now salute you. Stone. I mean, some of you know, people, wait, wait, your opinion is not, does not matter. Your opinion is zero. But at time, we can say, if I, let's wait for Brother Abiku. Until he comes, we cannot take a decision. Amen. The cornerstone. The stone, which the brothers refuse to become the head of the stone, of the corner. And, and, and the Bible said, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Look, when you don't count and you, and you begin to count, it is the Lord's doing. I say it's the Lord's doing. I say it's the Lord's doing. The stone has become the cornerstone. It is marvelous in our eyes.
Hallelujah. This is the day which the Lord had made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's also another, it's another testimony. Because a lot of us, when the day is coming, we are depressed. Just another manic Monday. <laughs> There's a song like that. Yeah, you're too young for that. Just a song like Just another manic Monday. Yeah. That's your song. That's your think of Monday. Say, yeah, another day. Sometimes the day ahead, as you're going to sleep, and you think of the schedule, you are tired already. <laughs> Can I get a witness in the church? As you look at the schedule ahead, you are, ti- you are tired before you go to sleep. But may the Lord change your days. May the Lord change your days. May you be able to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I tell you, you, you will wake up with a spring in your feet. And singing. Because you know that the day is good. You know that by the time this day will end, the bank account will have changed. I say, you know that by the time the day will end, the bank account has changed. Hallelujah. Verse 25 is my prayer. I'm giving it to you. 25 is the prayer. Save now. I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord. This is the prayer. I beseech thee, send now prosperity. What? What is the prayer? Again? Again? I say again. That's your prayer. Send now prosperity. Not later. I don't want to. What is the use of. I mean, now you can afford the car, but you can't drive it. What's the use? Now you can afford the food, but you can't eat it. What is the use? Now you can afford to go on vacation in Hawaii and Cancun, but your waist is locked. What is the use? What is the use? Here you are going, going to vacation in Hawaii and Cancun. You and your wife, but your waist is locked. You cannot move up and down. What is the use? Send now. I said, send now. I said, send now. I said, send now. I'm preaching to you. Send now. Prosperity. I'm preaching. Send now. It's a prayer. Pray that prayer to God. Send now prosperity. Quickly. Prosperity quickly. Send now. And this is a prayer. It's a prayer. Send now. Prosperity. May your prosperity come now. I say, may your prosperity come now. I love it too. Now, now, now you can chill. Now you you can be in a pool and be sipping. I mean, what is the use? Now you can afford to be in a pool, but your hands are arthritis. Send now, prosperity. Send now, prosperity. Send now prosperity. Send now prosperity. May you receive enough prosperity. May you receive enough prosperity. Send now. Send now prosperity. Hallelujah. 
This is the leader of the men. And, and the fact that you can pray, send now prosperity means that prosperity is spiritual. Anything that you can pray about means it's spiritual. Are you hearing me? Anything you can pray about, it means it's spiritual. So wait, because you pray for healing, healing is spiritual. You pray for salvation, salvation is spiritual. So if you come, if the Bible is saying that, send now, now prosperity. And I saw that verse, I said, man, I'm going to pray for it every day. Send now. Yeah. I want you to be, I, listen to me. I want you to be able to enjoy it all. Send now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a prayer. I'm not reading, listen, I'm not reading Forbes magazine. I'm reading the Bible. Psalm 118. Verse. Is it in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? Mark, is it in the Bible? 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 And what is the prayer? Say now what? Say now what? That's it. Say now prosperity. I am teaching you. You see, look. We are the Kodesh family. Hallelujah. Our color is purple. Among all the denominations of the United Nations, our color is purple. And the last time I checked, purple signifies wealth. So you cannot be in the Kodesh church and be broke. You are not allowed to be broke. I say you are not allowed to be broke. You are not allowed to be broke. You cannot be part of Kodesh and be broke. And we believe in the spirituality of wealth. Send now. Prosperity. I want to pastor people who are prospering. Junior, I believe it strongly. I want to see when people come to church, their cheeks are rosy and they are smiling. What do you say? That's it. I want to prosper people. I want to pastor people who are going somewhere. Listen to me. I don't want to pastor people who are broke. So if you intend to be broke, then you can leave the church. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Please, ask your neighbor, do you plan to be broke? Then you're in the wrong church. <laughs> no. I'm serious. I'm serious. Hallelujah. Send now prosperity. I said, send our prosperity. Hallelujah. God is in the business of blessing us. May you sit in the vehicle of blessing. Anybody who's in the vehicle of curse, I supernaturally remove you. I said, I supernaturally remove you. And I place you in the vehicle of blessing. I prophesy, I speak it. Take it. I said, I supernaturally remove you from every curse vehicle. And I place you in a vehicle of blessing. I, I sense it in my spirit. You are being removed supernaturally. You are being removed supernaturally. And being placed in another vehicle. Yeah. Send down prosperity. Hallelujah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, I'm going to teach you. You see, because it's a spiritual thing, it operates by spiritual principles. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the foundations 
Okay? One of the foundations, and I'll teach you from the Bible. One of the foundations or the most spiritual thing that leads to prosperity is the principle of tithing. I'm preaching, mommy. Thank you. You don't have to. Yeah, I love it. It's the principle of tithing. Amen. Understanding the spirituality of tithing. Yeah. And when I'm talking about tithing, I talk about it with passion. Because I know what it is. I am a believer in tithing. I've experienced the blessing in tithing. Even the book in Lighthouse was dedicated to me. Check that book. The original one. My name is in there. You don't have it there. Let me show you wrote that book. It's dedicated to me. Because I believe in it. I've seen the prosperity in tithing. And when I talk about tithing, I also have the confidence. Because you sometimes when the pastor is talking about tithing, you think the pastor is paid by it. So the more people pay tithing, the more he will get a nice car to drive. So you are a bit hesitant. Mm. Why is he talking about tithing? Is his wife going on vacation? Are they buying a new house? That's why they need more of our money. And some, some church members think that way. But by, by the grace of God, you don't have the opportunity to even think that way. You, 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 see, you, you don't even have the opportunity. Even if you want to think that way, you are wrong. Because when I talk about tithing, the church doesn't pay me. So whether you pay tithe or not, I don't benefit. Are you hearing me? It's not that when you pay tithe now, I can you know. When we started our church in Newark, we rented from some guy. Now we rented from some guy in, on Broad Street. Then one day, I bought my BMW. I bought a brand new BMW. Do you understand? <laughs> I see you were there. Like, so I went and packed my BMW in front of the church on Broad Street. As soon as this guy came, mm, the Lord is good. God is prospering the church. <laughs> because he thought I was using the church money. So wrong, mommy. So wrong. That's what he thought. And truth to your word, he actually increased the rent. <laughs> yeah. But my BMW is from my paycheck. From my paycheck. I fly, I travel, it's all from my paycheck. So when I'm talking about time, I'm not talking for my personal benefit. But I am talking for your benefit. Because I know the blessing that is in it. I say, I know the blessing that is in it. And God will bless you. Oh yeah, I believe in it. Thank you. I like, I like how witness it. Does it work? I said, does it work? It works. Titan works. Yeah. Yeah, try it. Try it. It works. You see, I'll be a hypocrite if I preach to something I don't practice. I believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Hallelujah. It is a spiritual thing. Money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. Money is not hard work. I wish I could say it's hard work. I mean, it's not hard work. Oh. We used to say that, oh, all poor people are lazy. It's not true. Some people work very hard and they are lazy. Some people, some people work very hard and they are poor. So not all poor people, not all poor people are lazy. What did Peter say? Peter said, I have toiled all night. 
I have told, sometimes you can toil all night and cut nothing. So the father showed me this net is empty, there's no me, they are not toiling. He said, I have toiled all night. He has worked time and a half, double, triple, time and a half. Sometimes you work, you work two jobs, two jobs, two jobs. From those, I mean, you, you do your morning shift in Jersey, your evening shift in Connecticut. That's how far you do. <laughs> I mean, you cannot be described as lazy. No, you are not lazy. Are you, I mean, you, don't think somebody is lazy who works the morning shift in Jersey. Hard working. So it's not, it's not, you know, I'm trying to tell you that there's something more to it than hard work. May God give you the supernatural blessing. Don't, don't underestimate the power of tithing. You can, I can even tell you my message, the power of tithing. But today, this, today I'm talking about pioneers of tithing. The pioneers. You see, who is a pioneer? Maybe an English definition. Who, who, who is a pioneer? Somebody what? Somebody who starts something or a forerunner, oh? Who's a pioneer? A first person, a forerunner. Actually, I, I, I don't think if you start something and you fail, you'll be called a pioneer. You have to be successful at it. Thank you. Ah, you have, you have the right definition. Those are the right words. So the fact that you started and you failed, that's not me. So, but I started, you know, once you, you are a pioneer, if you start and you succeed, then you are called a pioneer. So that other people can look at you. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about, so when I talk about pioneers of tithing, or pioneers of prosperity, people who started tithing and have succeeded in it, so that we can look at. Pioneers of tithing. And I'm preaching from the Bishop's book. Okay? Pioneers of tithing. Hallelujah. Let's look at some of the pioneers. Genesis chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Genesis 13, 1 and 2. This is one pioneer. And Abraham went, the first pioneer I'm talking about is Abraham. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Verse 2. And Abraham was very rich. Repeat after me. Again? Was he a poor person? Was he? And, and Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And Abraham was what? Again? I want you to hear you re- again. And Abraham was very rich. So you can actually put your name there. So why don't you put your name there and mention it again? I said, put your name again and say it there again. So if I can't hear you, put your name there and mention it. In fact, in fact, you can change this verse. Instead of Abraham was what was in the past, you can put your name and make it present. Is. So put your name and say is. Again, and Charles is very rich. 
So I am trying to tell you that being rich is not a sin. Poverty, like Patrick said, is not spirituality. Shake your neighbor. Poverty is not spirituality. Thank you very much. Poverty is not spirituality. If anything at all, poverty is more of a curse than a blessing. Hallelujah. And Abraham was very rich. Amen. It's not a crime. It's not a crime to be rich. Neither is it unspiritual. Look, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be serious. Why labor all day? You wake up, you go, you come, and still be in debt. It makes no sense. Thank you. Makes no sense. Then you, then you are, you are better off being unemployed and being on welfare. That's why some people take that part. <laughs> I wake up, go, come, and still you are in debt. What's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. You add up and add up every month. There's a negative. Not even zero. Negative. A buying spirit of poverty. It will be said, and Natasha is very rich. And Abeku is very rich. And Lydia is very rich. And Raf is very, very rich. That is the rich corner. Those two guys will be very rich. Raf and Eugene will be very rich. You watch them. I've always, I've always prospered over them. Raf and Eugene will be very rich. You watch them and see. That's my prophecy over their life. You should not get to that prophecy. Very rich. Hallelujah. No. So, let's look at this Abraham. For we know that he was very rich. So, let's look at his practices. Hallelujah. You see, we sing a song. Abraham, blessings am I. You know that song? Abraham, blessings am I. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham, blessed. Which is a very good song and a very good convention. But before you claim Abraham's blessings, you must also claim Abraham's doings. So, so that you can see Abraham's doings are mine. I, I am doing Abraham in the morning. I am doing Abraham in the evening. Abraham's deeds are mine. Hallelujah. So let's look at this Abraham. The pioneer of prosperity. Genesis 14. Oh, you love this message. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed already. I said I'm blessed already. Genesis 14, 17. Go to Genesis 14, brother. This was Abraham. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chaldorama and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shabez, which is the king's deal. Ha. We are reading. Brother, go on. Continue. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine and he was the priest of the Most High. Melchizedek brought off bread and wine, communion, bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High. Verse 19. And he blessed him. Kalama Sondoria. And he said, this is his blessing. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram. Of the Most, of who? Of who? Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. 
most high God. Possessor. So here, he was talking about the God of Abraham. He says, Abraham God is the possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed. Blessed be the God of Abraham, of the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed. It's like when he saw Abraham coming, his commitment and his wealth, he considered this guy, you must have a very powerful God. So here, it is about blessed be Abraham of the Most High, blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of the heaven and earth. So he is describing the God of Abraham. That this guy, the God he serves, is not an easy God. When people, when people see your blessing and your prosperity, may they know the God you serve. I say, when people see your prosperity and your blessing, may they know the God you serve. Because the way you are, you, you are committed to that God and you are prospered, they can only say that, blessed be the God of this person, possessor of heaven and earth. He knew the God of Abraham. He, when he saw the, the guy's wealth and commitment, he said, his God is the possessor. May they say, blessed be the God of Kofi. The one who blesses and added no sorrow. Do, do, are you getting the revelation? May they mention your name and say that, blessed be your God. The one who blesses and added sorrow. Because when they see how God has blessed you and there's no sorrow, they can only say, blessed be the God, your God. The one who blesses and added no sorrow. May they look at you and say that, blessed be the God of Tasha. The one who owns a cattle on a thousand hill. Because you, you must serve a God who owns a cattle on a thousand to own this prosperity. When they see your commitment and your zeal and your prosperity, may they know the God you serve. I speak, may they know the God you serve. May when they see you, may they say, blessed be the God of what you blessed be the God of your, your God. The one, oh my goodness. When they see, may they say that blessed be your God. The one who provides exemption for his children in the midst of starvation. The one who caused the raven to feed Elijah. When they see you prospering when everybody is going down, it can only be by exemption. May they say that blessed be the, your God. The God of lace who causes her to prosper in the midst of starvation. May they say, that, blessed be the God of Mr. Arthur. The one who fed Elijah by the brook when things were drying up and everybody was drying up, you were increasing. You must have a particular God. Listen, because there were many gods in those days. So many gods. So the guy was saying that your God is different. Blessed be. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. When they see how you, they say, when they see you, may they say, blessed be the God of Francis. The one who has delivered his enemies into his hands. 
he, he just knew the God the guy was serving. A different kind of God. And he, and I say, and blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand. May the God you serve deliver your enemies into your hands. They will say, blessed be the God of Antime. Blessed be the God of Antime. Who has caused all his enemies to bow out to her. That's a blessing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Blessed be. Whoa. Which are delivered into the hands. Look at the last statement. I say, look at the last statement. And what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? What did Abraham do? The blessing of Abraham comes with the deeds of Abraham. He gave him what? <laughs> Let me teach you. Should I continue teaching you? It says, and he gave him not tight. By what? By what? Plural. Plural. Tights of all. Abraham paid not tight. But tights of all. It's plural. And this is why I'll give you a revelation here. Listen to me. It means that as Abraham was coming, he paid tight for the child then when he, he also he also came with the conquest of the Hittites, he paid tithes. He came maybe he, he, the Amalekites, he paid tithes. It's like every increase he had, he paid tithes on it. Tithes of all. That's a good revelation. Tithes of all. Yeah. Yeah. Tithes of all. And I'm showing sure revelation. Because you see. You must learn to recognize every source of blessing. You must learn to recognize every source of blessing. Okay? Okay? And respect it. Because, and this is the reason, because Real prosperity does not come from one source. No one really prospered from one source. I'm teaching you. Real prosperity. No one really, really prospered from one source. People who are prosperous, when you look into their life, they receive from different sources. <laughs> so if you fail to appreciate the source and it's cut off yeah go to Genesis Genesis 2 verse 16 look at Genesis 2 Genesis 2 verse 16 16 and the Lord commanded that man saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest eat freely. Next verse. Oh, please. 
Oh, what am I looking for? The rivers. Go to Genesis 2.6. When you build a garden, maybe it's 2.6. The rivers. Aha! The Bible says, but they went up and missed from earth and, and watered the whole face of the ground. Oh, this is what I'm looking for. There's a river. Where's the river? It came from the east. Hmm? Is it 10? Ah, this is the verse. Go back to the previous verse. And out of the ground, the Lord made this, blah, 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 made the tree and the garden. And God created a garden. Verse 10 is the verse I'm looking for. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from this, it was parted and became into four heads. For the garden to flourish, it needs to be watered by four rivers. You need different rivers to water your garden for it to look green. God in his God designed prosperity that to, to flourish, to look green, to do well. Many waters need to many rivers need to water you. That's all. It means that you are world, you are, you are doomed if you depend on one income source. Because when that, when that river is cut off, your land is dry. Yeah, I'm teaching you. So, if you live your life only looking at one source, as God does not deserve. Why, you see, why do you think that water hoses or sprinklers have many holes? You water, you part it. The hose needs to part. You, cannot, you can put one water hose without, without a sprinkler on your lawn. It will only create a gutter. And the rest will be dry. But when you put it on a sprinkler and it parts, it soaks the ground and flourish. Prosperity comes from many sources. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it is important, preaching to you, it is important for you as a spiritual being to recognize all the rivers in your life by paying tight. Because when you pay tight on that source, you are cleaning the source for more to come. I'm teaching you. Yeah. I, for instance, I, I'm telling the truth. I pay tight on my salary. Every time somebody gives me a gift, I pay tight on it. And the reason why I pay tight on it is because I appreciate that source and I want it to come more. I don't want it to block. The gift. Because I appreciate gifts as also a source of blessing. Any source. I pay tight on it. Because, because you see, and Abraham paid tight. Because you see, it's like, it's like see, the tight is like you are cleaning the hose so it doesn't block. You need it to flow. Yeah. Because God blesses you by many sources. The river had many heads. Hallelujah. Look, stop depending on your paycheck alone. You'll be broke. 
may God open your eyes to see the rivers. I said, may God open your eyes to see the rivers. Believe at the sources. And when the sources come, honor the source by paying tight on it. Including gifts. You must believe gifts as a source. Believe. Bonuses. You get a bonus. You get a bonus, pay tight on it so that the more will come. Don't block that source. I'm talking about spiritual things now. Yeah. For all you know, one of the sources God may give you is the person sitting next to you. Ask the person, are you my source? <laughs> hmm? I said, ask the person, are you the source? Are you the source? I said, ask the person, are you the source? Person, it's been a long while since you watered me. <laughs> that a person, it's been a while since you watered this garden. Just, just remember that when the person waters, you must pay tight on it. If you want to keep the source open, remember. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I'm teaching us. He paid tight of all. Because God designed. Look, my message tonight is that may God give you a revelation to see all the sources. I say may God give you a revelation to see all the sources. Some of you, apart from your paycheck, maybe another source is your creativity. Your skill. Braiding hair, another source. Just another source. This uh, AT&T or uh, Jacoby Hospital. Maybe another source is real estate. God may open another red door for real estate. You can see that you are collecting income on the side. Yeah. Some of you are maybe also not, not a gig. You're not. <laughs> yeah. On the side. Because I've showed you that God parted the rivers. Listen to me. Go and read the Bible. He parted the rivers into four to water the garden. Because real water and prosperity, it comes from many sources, not one source. Some of you, maybe your source is an internet business. I release it to you. May the internet business come to our life. You can see that you go to work and you're making money on the internet as well. Yeah. Remember to keep it open by paying tight. Yeah? Every time people give me gift, because I respect that source. I respect the source of gift. Yeah? Pay tight on it. I get a bonus. I love that source. There's no source more nice than the bonus. Very nice. <laughs> huh? Icing on the cake. Go, third quarter bonus. Then they divide. Say, hey! I mean, yes. 
Some of you, don't show your bonus to your wife. I agree, don't worry. But show it to God. <laughs> you, can, you can hide your bonus from your wife. That's okay, but not from God. I said, I don't say do it. He said, that's okay, but not from God. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Quickly, let me give you another, another guy. Another pioneer. Genesis 28, verse 20. Genesis 28, verse 20. This is Jacob, another pioneer. Another person we need to look at carefully. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, if God will be with me, and will keep me this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on. Next one. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give a tent unto thee. Jacob and tithe. Another pioneer. Jacob said, listen, if you send me, if God shall go with me, if God will direct me, okay, and bring me back into my father's house, of what you have given me, I'll give you a tent. Jacob gives reasons for paying tight. He says, reason number one, if God will keep me, has God kept you? Reason number one, if that shall keep me, has God kept you? I said, has God kept you? Stop saying I don't have a job. Has God kept you? If God will keep me, has the Lord kept you? Did you go to bed and wake up this morning? If you will keep me, has he kept you? He said, and, 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 and if, you, if you show me, has the Lord directed you? And he said, if I go and come back, hey, church, it's not every time you go that you come back. There is no guarantee that when you leave your house, you will come back. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that when you sit on the subway and go, you'll come back. There are no guarantees. As we drive back and forth, Jacob said that for safety and protection, I'll pay tight. I'm preaching to you. So, tight is not only based on your income. If God protects you and you appreciate it, you give God, I thank you for taking me back and bringing me forth. us back and we must thank him with our tithes. If you go and bring me back. Many of you women, you go, you go to the neighborhood and come back with a child and the mother. Not every woman who goes to the neighborhood comes back with a child and the mother. Either the child comes alone or the mother comes alone. If you come back, the Lord has taken you back. 
Some ladies go to the neighborhood. They don't come back with a child. Or the mother doesn't come back. So if the Lord takes you there and back, he deserves your tithe. Jacob is saying, safety, for safety, for safety. For safety. We live, we live in New York City. You get on the subway, the same subway you took, when you get back and turn on the news, somebody has been stabbed on it. The same subway. Somebody has been stabbed on it. But the Lord took you and brought you back. For that reason, I will honor you with my tithes. Give me bread and raiment. He was giving reasons. For, Jacob was giving reasons why he was paying tithe. One, he said, look, if you, if, you, if you direct me, if you preserve me, if you let me go and come, if you give me bread, if you give me clothes, any of these things, I'll pay tithe. direct me. I'll pay tight. Because he understood there are no guarantees. Listen, church, there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees. So when the Lord keeps us, may we always honor him. When the Lord protects us, may we always honor him. When the Lord gives you bread, may you always honor him. When he gives you water, may you honor him. And may you honor every soul that the Lord opens to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand up to Peter. Let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Pray for a few minutes. The rivers. The rivers were parted into four. The rivers were parted into four. Pray for revelation. Look. I'm going to give you a little prayer topic for a few minutes. I believe you are in a spiritual atmosphere. How many here... I'm being honest with you. How many of you didn't know that the rest were parted into four? You didn't know before today. Okay. So that's God to show you the revelation. So for a few moments, pray that every river that God has created for you, He will give you a revelation about it. Let's pray. Pray, pray for revelation. Pray for revelation. Whatever avenue, whatever door, whatever avenue. Let's start from that praying. He will reveal it to you. Deliver it from depending on one river. Deliver it from depending on one river. By His Spirit. He said, It is I who make it the power. It is I who give it the power. It is I who give it the power. It is I who give it the power. It's I who give you the power to make words. Pray that Lord, open my eyes, O God. Open my eyes, O God. May I see the rivers. May I see the rivers, O God. Give me revelation into the rivers, O God. The rivers that nourish my life. The rivers that nourish my life. The rivers that nourish my life. Lord, open my eyes that I may see them, O God. Oh, creativity, business, creativity, business, skill, talent, Oh, Jacob said, I will take you, O 
desperate. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Before I close this service, you are here, you are not born again. You have not taken Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Before I sit down, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. I talk about money, talk about tithing and prosperity, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is salvation. So this afternoon, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to say there is room at the cross for you. For a few minutes. I just want to make sure. If you are born again, great. But if not, please. Why don't you lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Because there's always room for you. If nobody hears, just for a few minutes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just want to make sure. Thank you. Father, we thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your children. You said, and the river was parted into four heads. I pray for multiple sources of income. Amen. I release multiple sources of income. Amen. Send now prosperity. Amen. Send now prosperity. Amen. Send now prosperity. Amen. They shall not be few. Amen. They shall not be poor. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Share the grace. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.